So welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. My name is Jan Keeley. And in this part of the program this morning, we're delighted to welcome onto the program for the first time um, Dean Niall Sloan, who is the Dean of St Mary's Church of Ireland Cathedral in Limerick City. Good morning to you and welcome to our program this morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Now, now you, um, I know you're going to chat to us about the 850-year celebrations and so on and so forth, but maybe people might be a little bit interested and see where you come from in your background and in, in terms of church circles and so on and so forth. Would you share that with us, please? Absolutely. So I'm originally from County Cavan, from a village called Lachgana, where mm-hmm. the River Erne rises. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a shop and post office, which my parents still run in the village, I attended school in Longford before going to university in Dublin Trinity College. I was, uh, after training in Theological College, I was ordained uh, by the Bishop of Connor at the time, Alan Harper, for the curacy of Aherton Port Stewart, which is on, right on the very north coast uh, of Northern Ireland. Uh, following the curacy there, I did a second curacy in Taney Parish in Dundrum, uh, Dublin, uh, which is the largest church of our Ireland Parish in the Republic of Ireland. I spent four years there before being appointed rector of Holy Trinity Parish in Kalini, uh, which is not too far away from Taney, uh, near Dunleary. I was there for five and a half years and then was appointed uh, uh, Dean of St Mary's Cathedral and Rector of Limerick City Parish in August uh, of last year and then uh, was installed in October of the same year. And so you've been in ministry for about 23 years at this stage? No, not quite. Well, <laughs> oh, no, it's only 2005, excuse me. Times, maybe. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, gentlemen. Okay, okay. And uh, uh, in ministry for about 13 years. 13 years, years excuse me, I got my addition correct. incorrect. Okay. Now, can I just... Um, just ask you one thing. In the Catholic uh, tradition, well, usually we have priests being transferred within a diocese. You've just mentioned to me that you started off in Northern Ireland, you ended up over in Dublin, and you come over to Limerick. How does that all work? You don't work within um, a diocese? or No, you, you are sponsored by a diocese. So I'm originally from Kilmore Diocese, hmm. um, but you, uh, in being sponsored from a diocese, you are sponsored for the church, so the whole Church of Ireland, uh, to serve in, so that uh, there's necessarily no diocesan boundaries when it comes to serving in the church, that you serve the whole church rather than a, a particular diocese. Okay. Oh, so that's, you... a, that's, an, that's an interesting one, John. We should mention that to Bishop Brendan and see what he says. <laughs> and, see what he's <laughs> and see what he comes up with. Now, just before sharing, you know, just going through to the celebrations and so on and so forth that you're mm-hmm. celebrating this particular year, it, it is, of course, St. Mary, it is a living faith community. So, therefore, you would have services there. Wouldn't that be correct? We have services every day of the year, uh, um, apart from uh, St. Stephen's Day, and uh, the uh, New Year's Day, which we close for a little rest, uh, but we're depending on a huge team of uh, volunteers and those who help out. So we, we give them a little well-deserved rest. But we are open for worship every single day of the year, and there's a service um, service of prayer every day as well in the cathedral. And just what sort of, what sort of um, format would the service um, maybe be used to of a Sunday, we'll say, for instance, now? 
So on a Sunday, we have, uh, during term time, a choral service. We have very strong choral tradition in St. Mary's. Every uh, Sunday at 11.15, uh, the choir, um, I say during term time, lead us in either choral matins, which is from morning prayer, a said service, or choral Eucharist, uh, Holy Communion. Um, they happen uh, twice a month on the turn at Sundays. And then during the week, it's morning prayer every morning, apart from Thursday, which is a celebration of the Holy Communion as well. Okay, and this sort of attendance at the services there? It's mixed and varied. It, it, the person leading the service, they may be on their own, um, but important that they're surrounded by the angels and archangels and they Beautiful. are praying mm. and reminding the city and, and the community that even if there's only one there, that the, the whole city, the cathedral community are being prayed for at that particular point. Um, I, at other days, it could be in the, in the hundreds. It, it really depends on the Sunday in question and what's happening, if there's yes. a baptism yeah. or a major festival or if it's a diocesan event, as, as the Mother Church of the Diocese of Mary's often holds diocesan services for the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo. Uh, and would you also have services particular for the young now or, or, or would you have members of... Your congregation um, may, may be in the teenage years, maybe involved with youth work and so on and so forth? Or? Uh, we have, yeah, d- depending on the case. We have very strong links with Villiers School, secondary school in Limerick City. Okay. Um, so there they t- host, uh, we host uh, them for services uh, at various times throughout the year. Uh, children and, and of all ages and, 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 in fact, anybody of any age is very welcome at any or all of our services. Um, there's not necessarily a particular focus on any uh, age group in particular um, in the majority of our services, but it's very much seen that our, all our services are all age acts of worship. Pretty good. And just before I just hand over that to Shane, um, the diocese is a pretty large diocese. I just looked at it in the map to just give people some idea. Yes, the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo is the largest Church of Ireland diocese in Killaloo. If you want, uh, its full title is actually the Diocese of Limerick, Killaloo, Ardfert, Akado, Kilfenora, Kilmacduer, Clonfert and Emily. So not something necessary trips off the tongue. It stretches from Banasloe to Valencia and from... um, the Cliffs of Moher right into Ross Grey and, and a little bit further. So it's basically counties Limerick, Kerry, Clare, South Galway, uh, most of counties Tipperary, a little bit of Offaly and a little bit of County Kerry, I think, as well. I tell you, the bishop must have, um, must have a tiring journey uh, trying to visit all those parishes and all, and all those various parts of the diocese. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, I think you have to like driving is probably one of the requirements of the bishop. <laughs> Maybe that or even the helicopter, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> it has been suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Niall. Shane, you, you'd like to touch base there with Niall in regard to the celebrations that are, that are happening this year? Exactly. So one of the reasons we were inviting Dean Niall on this morning to the programme is the fact that St. Mary's Cathedral this year celebrates its 850th um, anniversary, I suppose, or of foundation or of consecration as, as, as the bishop, as, sorry, as the Cathedral of Limerick City. And of course, one of the ancient characteristics of a city uh, was the fact that it either had a university or a cathedral. So, of course, that is one of the things that contributes to Limerick's uh, title as a city, as well, of course, as its charter, plus the castle, of course, uh, King John's Castle. But, Dean, Niall, just before we get into the whole thing about the 850th anniversary, I have a simpler question for you. What's a dean? 
A dean is, in effect, uh, the uh, is a dean of a diocese as well as mm. the cathedral. So, um, uh, the dean is the person the cathedral or the bishop's seat. So, uh, each cathedral has a seat for the bishop, but the dean runs it on his behalf, along with the the chapter, the members of the clerical body. Uh, but also the dean is the dean of the diocese, so I'm uh, dean of the diocese of Limerick. And in traditional terms, I suppose it's seen as the senior priest in the within the diocese. Ah, okay, so that that explains that. But anyway, back to the 850th anniversary. So this year you've got a big celebration. Tell us about it. Well, uh, St Mary's Cathedral uh, was gifted to the church in 1168 by King Donald Moore O'Brien, who was the last king of Munster. Um, it was a royal palace and uh, he gifted his church in 1168 and since then it's been a continuous place of worship. It's one of the oldest uh, buildings in Limerick. It's the oldest, we think, continuous place of worship, one of the oldest continuous places of worship in Ireland. Um, it uh, has also held uh, a court in it. Um, it's obviously been uh, a venue for various events, but first and foremost, it's a place of, of Christian worship. And as part of our uh, celebrations this year, we're using the opportunity to celebrate various aspects of civic, cultural, political uh, life um, within the city of Limerick and beyond. Indeed. And uh, St. Mary's, uh, like St. John's in many respects, both cathedrals, if you like, dominate the sky of the city and I, I continue myself uh, being away and coming home and uh, either coming down the motorway or uh, flying in from Shannon it, it's that there are two of the landmarks there's a couple of landmarks but there are two of the landmarks that stand out uh, when you're overviewing the city and of course St Mary's is um, it's probably a familiar sight to people but I, I suppose for many people um, I suppose the question would be have they ever actually been inside the door of it and I, I you know and I suppose it's one of the challenge challenges for us as Limerick people do we know our own uh, uh, our own history and our own local sites, our local historical sites? And St. Mary's is probably one of the ones which we would say to people, maybe it's one you should actually explore. Because as you said, it's one of the, the key buildings of the city. As you said, it's the oldest building, one of the oldest buildings in the city next with the castle. And it's something, I suppose it's a common, um, would you say a common heritage to all people from Limerick? Absolutely. Well, as I said, it was a palace. So it was where the kings of Munster... Uh, resided in the famous West Door, the the Romanesque doorway that overlooks the Shannon. Its tradition uh, dictates that it was. It's the only surviving part of that palace, um, and we have a little quirky tradition in the cathedral that it's only opened on like, very special occasions because of its historical uh, significance. Um, but as part of our our program for this year, we're uh, literally and metaphorically opening the doors up to the city by welcoming people in. We're particularly conscious that many of the residents of Limerick City may not have even been in through the doors of the cathedral um, and it's, it's opening it up to, to those but also to a wider context and to, as I said, various uh, representative groups within the city. So what type of events, what kind of things are you planning to celebrate this great, this great anniversary? Well, for, for various reasons, we've had a very short time frame to organise uh, the 850th anniversary. So we've had to draw up a plan very quickly. And one of the things we 
was we focused on 12 themes for the 12 months of each year. So in January with the launch, we began with a focus on community because it's very much art. And February, we moved on to uh, sport. This month, we're, uh, March, we're looking at tourism and um, and so on throughout. And then interweaved with each of those months, there's uh, a focus on a particular charity. So for tourism, uh, we're looking at Limerick Tidy Towns and they have cleanups going on. So that's part of the, the tourism uh, scene within the city. Um, uh, in uh, February, for example, I mentioned sport. We're looking, looking at the Irish in, Injured Jockeys Association. And then we also have talks on figures associated with those particular themes. Um, we also have one or two major events, I suppose, the highlight are three musical events. Uh, in particular, the, we're welcoming the choir of King's College, Cambridge, in July. I heard, I'd, I, that was the one that had caught my eye, because I had seen that being advertised, and I was thinking to myself, i got to be back for that one. What other two have you planned? We have uh, the uh, Symphonia, Limerick Symphonia Cathedral Choir, which on core concert, that's on the 21st of April. And then in May on the 19th, we have the Three Choirs Festival, which is the Cathedral Choirs of St Finbar's in Cork, St Canis's in Kilkenny and St Mary's in Limerick. And this has been a tradition that uh, started a few years ago and we're building on that. And we're very uh, we're delighted that St Mary's have been able to host it uh, this particular year, uh, considering our anniversary celebrations. Now, if people wanted to find out more about upcoming events that will be on in the Cathedral over the next couple of months, where is the best place to find the information? Well, you find us on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, if uh, you want to log on to the website, stmaryscathedral.ie, under the events there, you'll find listings for all uh, the events coming up throughout the year. And on uh, a number of the big concerts or musical events, there's even access there to book tickets uh, and secure your place. We're very conscious, uh, looking at the King's College Cambridge, that uh, that's going to be probably a sellout event and a very popular event mm -hmm. uh, so encourage the listeners to, to log on and um, keep on top of what's happening. There's also a, a commemorative brochure has been produced with the programme of events as well. So if you're around St Mary's or uh, indeed other places in the city, I'm sure you'll be able to pick up a copy of that and uh, keep it uh, as a reference point at home. Now, just going, going back to something you had said earlier, um, as the Dean of St Mary's and the Dean of the Diocese, and you're, you're new to Limerick as well, in terms of the challenges facing the, you know, the Christian community, but also the Church of Ireland community that's in Limerick, um, what would you say would be the things that would particularly you have you have learned about the community since you arrived, both the positives and the challenges that it faces? Um, well, I think uh, like we all know that Limerick hasn't had the most positive uh, 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 presentation. Presentation, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> outside of the Limerick, outside of Limerick City. Uh, and coming from having worked in Dublin, certainly I, I, I hear that. But actually what's really positive is that that's not my experience of coming to Limerick. I think it's a it's a really lively city. Uh, I was describing to someone recently that it's it's unique in that it's it's big enough. You can be anonymous in it, but it's small enough that everyone knows each other. I think there's wonderful opportunities when Limerick, the Opera Project, the uh, three uh, college university campuses and um, the hospital engaging with um, 
things like the prison and the various businesses within the city. It's close to the uh, Wild Atlantic Way, which I know something uh, Board Fawcett and ourselves and other um, tourism partners within the city are very excited about, uh, right beside uh, Cliffs of Moher, Bunratty, Killaloo, not that far from Kerry. Uh, I, I think it's it's a really exciting place to be at a really exciting time in Limerick's history. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I'm delighted to be able to engage with that on many different levels. And as a faith community, in ter- um, how 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 is the how how what, how do you how do you see it in terms of you know it, its health, if you like, or its participation? Um, you know, in terms of uh, just, just as a faith community gathering together in the cathedral, you know, as the cathedral of the diocese. Well, obviously, the Church of Ireland is a very small uh, community, um, not only within the Republic, but in, in Limerick itself as well. And we're, very, we're mindful of that. However, we have a, a long history, 850 years within the city. As I said, prayers are offered up daily um, and uh, we included in our prayers are very uh, conscious of our, our ecumenical partners, but for example, Bishop Brendon has prayed for uh, uh, frequently at our services. He's definitely a, a great friend and supporter of St Mary's. Um, and through the our celebrations this year, it's about as a faith community how we engage, how we reach out to the community, how we reach out to the city. Um, we're welcoming tourists uh, um, into the walls of the uh, of the cathedral. Uh, and showing them that we are a living, breathing, worshipping community. We're engaging with those on the margins and uh, assisting those who are maybe questioning their faith, maybe those who want to explore a little deeper. Um, so we, we're we experimenting, I suppose, maybe is one word for this year as well, mm-hmm. within all that, but being faithful as well to the wonderful heritage we've built up. As I said, we have a fantastic musical tradition on the director of our uh, our choir master Peter Barley, who's a well-known figure within uh, Limerick music circles. Um, so through that, through experimental liturgies uh, and uh, even quiet prayer, and uh, people can come in and light a candle as they're walking through. Um, it, it's very much engaging with per- people's personal faith as well as the corporate worship. Very good. So thank you, Neil, for, Dean Neil, for coming on and telling us um, about uh, the celebration that's as you're in process for uh, this year, 850 years of St. Mary's as the Cathedral of Limerick, as well as the Cathedrals of Limerick City. Now, De- uh, Neil, you, you had suggested to us um, a piece of music. John, what was it again? Christ is made for the sure foundation. Isn't that right now? That's right. Um, and those, those of you who uh, have been into St Mary's are struck by, and we, we hear frequently from visitors, that the walls, the render was stripped of them. So the various stones are in the cathedral from red brick to rubble to huge uh, ornate carved stones. And uh, this is a personal uh, favourite hymn of mine. But when I look at the stones in the cathedral, you realise that they... The, the stories that the, those stones could tell, the craftsmen who put them in, those who have worshipped in the space, all the, the things that building has witnessed. So I think the hymn sums up that undergirding all that is, is the, the, the Christ as the cornerstone, as the, uh, as the foundation for all that we do and all that we are. Thanks for that, Niall. And, of course, the, the piece of music, Christ is Made, the Shoes Foundation. This actually was a recording made in Westminster uh, Abbey when, actually, uh, Pope Benedict was there and on September the 17th, 2010. 